Today's Spotlight is brought to you in part by presenting sponsor, Busey Bank. Busey, your dream, our promise. Welcome to Spotlight. I'm your host, Jay Mournette. Today I'm joined by three local nonprofits, the Naperville Lyle Triad, Fox Valley Special Recreation Foundation, and the American Cancer Society. You're watching Spotlight, and joining me now representing the Naperville Lyle Triad are Denise Vaughn and Julie Smith. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Denise, let's talk a little bit about what exactly is the Naperville Lyle Triad. Yes, yes. The Naperville Lyle Triad has actually been around for 15 years, which is almost hard to believe. And it's an organization that really partners with both the police department, seniors, and then uh, community providers that are interested in serving seniors. And we all work together to really try to keep our seniors safe and also do things like help prevent so social isolation. Um, so it's been just a fabulous group to be a part of. Okay, and, and did it start based on a particular incident or it was just something that everybody felt, hey, we should be doing this kind of collaboration? You know, that's a really great question. And it really just started out, I think, with the thought of doing one program, which is really helping seniors understand scams. Mm. And I kind of laugh now because if you think of scams 15 years ago and now how those scams have evolved, there's never been more of a need for an organization that stays on top of those scams than now. Absolutely. Well, I mean, they're so hard for anybody to sort of oh, understand gosh. and detect, right? And then you think, okay, I'm, see, I'm, I'm in a trusting environment, so yeah, that can be problematic. Yeah, especially with social media, you yeah. know, seniors on Facebook. I mean, the emails that I get, I said sometimes 50% of my emails look like they could be legit and they're phishing. And so, you know, a real testament to Julie and her role with the police department always staying on top of what the biggest scams are. Yeah, and communicating that. So Julie, talk a little bit about some of the programming that you do for seniors. Uh, well, at the Naperville Lyle Triad, we do so many wonderful programs for seniors, and it's the gamut from in-person um, uh, to Zoom. Uh, we do some monthly Zooms, uh, nutrition, heart health, uh, Medicare updates, and some of our awesome in-person uh, activities and events are our car care clinic, where we look do a visual inspection of seniors' cars, making sure that they're all safe to drive, oh, as well great. as making sure that they're um, safely positioned in their vehicles. A lot of people don't know they need at least 10 inches from their steering wheel and their bodies <laughs> to let that airbag deploy safely. Uh, so that's one of our big events that we do in the spring and in the fall. We also do some wonderful events, uh, our Bingo Jingo and our summer annual picnic really helps with that senior isolation as well as we do a crime prevention uh, speech or introduction for that as well. Okay, so I mean that is a big, big spectrum of stuff that you're offering up. And I would think, you know, and we, we've come out of the COVID thing and we talk a lot about isolation, but that's not new for seniors, right? Um, and so trying to bring them together, I imagine they learn a lot from you, but I also imagine they learn a lot from each other, right? Oh gosh, I mean, that's actually a great point that when we first did start Zooms, it was when COVID had started and the groups that we had actually have stayed together over time because they really did become friends and they went through different things together. And then when they are in person, you can, say, you can tell there's a connection. We do, um, for some of our seniors, have um, issues where they may not be on 
you know, computers or checking websites, and they always have friends looking out for them, which is the best. Okay. It's kind of one of those things where I'm not going to Google it, but I know somebody who will, I, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, All exactly. Right. Exactly. Now, Denise, you talked about it. It's 15 years old. I know you've been engaged for a while. Talk about how you got started with the Lyle Triad. Thanks sure, for Lyle Triad. Sure, sure. I started when I actually started to be in the business of home care, and I wanted to help take care of seniors, and somebody recommended that I participate in this group. So when I started, and I've been involved in a lot of non-for-profits, I thought it was one of the best groups ever because it was not only a group where I met other senior providers and got to meet people with the police department, got to meet seniors directly, but got to really provide service. It wasn't just about networking, it was really about providing programs and making donations. I mean, one of the things that I loved when I went to my first meeting is, um, which we meet the first Wednesday of every month, if anyone wants to participate, um, you was a hand, a, a sheet to sign up and say, am I bringing granola bars? Am I gonna bring water? Am I gonna show up and spend my time? And I just felt like that was just such a great way to give back to the seniors in the area, and I just loved Loved that, you know. And now, when I think about you know where we've come, we started out as an organization and then became an official non-for-profit. So now we also look for donations and grants, and it, it's given us a chance. And I think you mentioned it; it's given us a chance to really expand our programming from the few things that we started out doing. Okay. Well, and now, so that leads me to a question. So you talked about the senior providers. Who else, can anybody join? the triad or is it only providers working with the police department? Kind of explain a little bit about how that works from an organizational standpoint. Sure, and that's a great question because you know it is word of mouth often uh, when people really find out about us and if they want to participate. And one of the things we had to say is, can anyone join? Because we never want it to be a re representation that if you're part of the triad, that you are a trusted vendor. But what we realize is that the people who come to our meetings every month or serve on our board, we do trust them and they become <laughs> phenomenal you know, partners and we do feel extremely personally comfortable recommending them. So it is, it's open and actually what we're really trying to do now is get more seniors involved to come to our meetings. And so, um, and Julie could even talk about it more, but two of our actual member meetings, which are on the first Wednesdays, are dedicated to having seniors come and then we have panel discussions so that they come and they can learn and they're not just listening to us have a normal business meeting. But we would okay. love for seniors, maybe newly retired or people who are just now trying to figure out how they want to help other seniors to come. Okay, and, and provide some input, right? Yes, you yes. Because right. yes. you know, we're not seniors yet. Right. We will all get Getting there. Getting close. Maybe even our. Crossed, but yeah. Um, Julie, talk a little bit about how people find out more information about the programming that you offer up. Really, the best way to find out information about the triad is to go on our website. Uh, we've got updated events that we're, that we're doing and also sign up for our publications and kind of it's almost not a newsletter, but monthly uh, kind of blasts we do out to people who have signed up. They're going to get firsthand knowledge of what events are coming uh, and around the corner. Okay, so that's a, that's a good way, right? I mean, it's a good way to constantly know about stuff. And when you talked about your meeting on the first, where are you meeting? So what's what's the place? <laughs> we meet at the Naperville Municipal Center. Okay. Uh, at the, in the lower level at 9 o'clock, that first Wednesday um, of the month. Nice. So kind of center town a little bit, yeah? Yeah, just show up. And, and from a senior standpoint, one last question, uh, do I have to be a resident of Naperville and Lyle, or is it kind of open to any senior? Let's say I live in Woodridge or I live in Bolingbrook. 
Yeah, that's a great question. We try to make sure that we focus our program locations in the Naperville Isle area, but a great example would be, and I'll probably get the statistics wrong, but that our car clinic was, I think, almost from, what was it, like 15 different municipalities, but bottom line, from all over. We want all seniors to feel comfortable coming to the programs. And I, and I just wanted to say one thing that's really exciting, because we've now created a monthly digital update, we have over 700 seniors who are now on our list. And we don't spam them. You're not allowed to spam them. It's truly about things that we think are valuable to them and things that they could attend. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, listen, it was so nice to have you both drop by and see us and give us some information. Thank you, Jane. Absolutely. And if you are interested in learning more about the Naperville Lyle Triad, please go and visit their website. We're going to take a quick break, but stay tuned. We're coming right back with more Spotlight. Growing your family, opening your own business, retiring to travel, leaving your legacy. At Busey Bank, we know there's a lot to look forward to and a lot of planning along the way. Celebrate your life's milestones by putting your money to work. Busey Bank, building business, growing wealth since 1868. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini, member FDIC. We live in a safe community, but not a crime-free community. If you see something, say something. Be a Naperville Crime Stopper. If you're just tuning in, you're watching Spotlight. I'm your host, Jane Wernett, and joining me now from the Fox Valley Special Recreation Foundation are Alex Engelhart and Sammy Bellino. Nice to have you on the show. Hi, thank you so much for having us. Absolutely. Alex, now, you know, I've talked to you before, but I've talked to you more from the association standpoint. So tell us a little bit about the Fox Valley Special Recreation Association Foundation. <laughs> So the foundation's role is to support all of the great initiatives through the association. And we help individuals with disabilities engage in active, healthy, and fulfilled lives. We have over 500 programs to encourage individuals to stay active from Special Olympic sports, arts and crafts, summer day camps, and more. And individuals learn um, new activities, make some friends, and become part of an inclusive community. Love that, love that. And so, Sammy, let's talk a little bit about that. Um, you are on the board of the Shining Stars. So explain to me a little bit about that and what that means to you. Okay, so this is new. We just started it like the past year. But for me to have another like, thing to do at Fat Valley, it means to me more because I get to see a different side of Favelli from the foundation point of view. So I'm, I'm very excited to take on another role of Favelli. That's awesome. That's great. Well, and it is so important to have different voices at the table, right? So talk a little bit about how the foundation is having an impact on the community, Alex. So the foundation gets to elevate what the association does. And in the last year, we launched an initiative called Soothe Space. 
And this is a pop-up sensory tent to provide a sensory oasis for individuals to escape from uh, the sensory-rich environment of local fairs, festivals, or events. So similar to a first aid station where someone may go to it for uh, physical support, uh, Sue Space is there to support their emotional or uh, sensory needs. This innovation uh, just won the National Recreation and Park Association Equity in Inclusion Award, which we're very proud about um, and excited to have that support the community. We're also focusing on more of the individual level and supporting individuals where they need it most. If some of our participants, their families, our board or their staff uh, comes along an unfortunate situation, maybe they're hospitalized, they've moved, um, a family emergency, the foundation's role through the community cares program is there to help out with coordinating transportation, a meal train, a scholarship, or really whatever that individual needs. Um, and then the, another part is really supporting our staff through some recognition and then building our field by uh, a new initiative with scholarships to our local high school students who want to go into the field of therapeutic recreation. So the foundation is supporting on the community-wide level and then also the individual level. Yeah, that's a lot of stuff that you're doing, <laughs> you know, and, and really trying to, it sounds like, amplify what's happening at a programmatic level, right? But also provide that additional resources for people that might need it. Right. Yeah. Um, Sammy, talk a little bit. You have been a participant for, dare I say, 15 years, right? Yes. Uh, so yes. tell us a little bit about what that experience has been like for you and how important it is to you. Uh, oh, it definitely important to me. Um, I learned so much from Favelli. i done so many different things through Favelli. I, all my friends are pretty much at Favelli. So I see probably my best friend up to four times a week. That's wonderful. So it's kind of like a big family, so I see everyone multiple times a week. They know all my like, favorite things to do, so it's kind of fun for me get to go and talk to people and hang out, and I don't know. It's fun. That's Very good. nice. That's nice. And, and Alex, so is Sammy the usual, like Sammy, 15 years, you don't look that old, so Thank let's you. just start there. <laughs> Thank but, you. Um, is that typical? It, it really is that individuals join us for their entire lifespan from uh, child to uh, young adult like Sammy. And she's participated in our Special Olympic programs. And my favorite memory of Sammy is a trip out to Colorado to do adaptive skiing. Uh, and she even chose to snowboard. And just watching her gain that independence by being away from her family and the physical balance of, of skiing and snowboarding uh, was just an inspiration. Yeah. Was that fun, Sammy? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. my favorite trip of, of the whole like, season. That's wonderful. And it comes in like October we sign up for, but we don't go until January. So it's kind of a long wait, but I look forward to it every year. And I learned I couldn't see very well because of my balance. So I think my first year, it had to be, my first year, Alice, I was 
we were so, we were struggling. <laughs> so she That's like, me all the time on the phone. <laughs> no good. She like, why don't you try snowboarding? And I'm like, well, it can't hurt because <laughs> skiing was not just for me. It was fun, but I love snowboarding and I love doing it. And they had something called a wire ball. So it's like a snowboard, but with the ball. Oh, for extra support? For extra support. Oh, that's, so, I should get that. That's yeah, fun. Right. I'm useless. It's fun. We like go around and it was really fun. I love it. Oh, good. It's probably my all time favorite trip. But well, I, I do a lot of uh -huh. I think that's interesting because I'm not sure, like for somebody like me, I wouldn't have thought you were traveling that far. So is that something that you're doing a lot? We do a few trips a year. Uh, most of them are local, but we might do a one night or two night overnight. And then we have an annual trip out to Colorado every winter and a few trips uh, throughout the year as well. That's awesome. Yeah, I don't think I knew that. So I'd like to go to Colorado too. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Even if I have to wait the three months of looking forward to it, that would be nice, <laughs> right? <laughs> so talk a little bit, Alex, as we wrap up about how can people come alongside you and support your work, both I think as a foundation as well as with the association. So as Sammy mentioned, she's one of our uh, Board of Shining Stars members. And this is a new uh, initiative within the last month and it is just taking full steam and it's able to really amplify the work that we're doing. Uh, we have three pillars, the Community Cares Program I talked about by really supporting the individuals, uh, the Outreach Program, which is uh, visible here with Sammy coming out to do opportunities such as this to really spread the word of what we're doing. Uh, and then our fundraising committee as well. And we have a beach party bingo event in August and um, we're hoping to have 250 individuals come for a great cause, bingo, raffle prizes, all to help make the community more inclusive. Uh, so we welcome people to come attend this event, volunteer, support us, and then other individuals such as Sammy to join in our amazing programs. That's awesome. Well, listen, I'm so grateful that you came by. I'm going to be thinking about you come next January when you're on your ski trip, and I'll be trying to trudge up the driveway. <laughs> um, and thank you so much for stopping by. Thank you so much. Absolutely. To find out more about the Fox Valley Special Recreation Foundation, please go and visit their website. Don't go away. We'll be right back after a few short messages. Busey Bank is proud to partner in building business and growing wealth since Back to Spotlight, and joining me now from the American Cancer Society is Julie Lawrence. Good to have you with us. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Well, now this is a tough conversation, always, right? Sure. Because it impacts so many people in America and across the world. But talk about the strides that have been made in cancer prevention and cancer detection. 
Absolutely. So uh, the wonderful thing that we can say now is that since 1991, we have seen a 32% drop in cancer mortality across the United States. Also in that time, we have in invested over $3 billion in cancer research. So we have made some great strides. We have 3.5 million more people here, fewer deaths since 1991 as a direct result of the advocacy, the research, and the patient services that we offer. And those are really your three areas, right? Absolutely. Those are the three things that we really focus on. That's how we try to do the work to improve the lives of cancer patients and their families. Okay. So give people just a little, a little bit on each one of those, if you would. Wonderful. Um, so for advocacy, the big thing right now is that we are really trying to make sure that we can improve the lives of every cancer patient with every type of cancer, whether that's somebody who is uninsured, underinsured, doesn't have the access to screenings. We want to make sure that we are advocating so that all of them can receive the same level of care and the equitable care. In terms of research, as I mentioned, we have invested uh, over $3 billion since 1991. We are actually the largest non-governmental funder of cancer research in the country. And in terms of the patient services that we offer, uh, some of the ones that I'm most proud of are that we offer a home away from home if anyone has to travel for their cancer treatments. We have Hope Lodges across the country so that somebody doesn't have to find a hotel room and incur the expense to stay there. A cancer patient and their caregiver can stay close to their treatments. We also have things like our Road to Recovery program, which is entirely volunteer run. And that's where if a cancer patient needs to get to and from their cancer treatments and they don't have a loved one to be able to take them, we have volunteers who will drive them to and from those life-saving treatments. And especially here in DuPage County, it's one of our more robust programs. And we have uh, a great network of volunteers who help with that here. That's so wonderful because nobody wants to go by themselves exactly. anyway, right? Or have to try to get an Uber or a taxi yeah. or things last minute. Yeah. So why is, uh, and you touched a little bit, but why is early uh, detection so important? Well, unfortunately, we, d we don't want people to, to get cancer, but the stark reality is that there is a one in two lifetime cancer risk for men and a one in three lifetime cancer risk for women. So we know that there are going to be people who in our lives, who are you know close to us, who are diagnosed with cancer. And we want to be able to catch that cancer when it is at its earliest stage, which means usually that it is its most treatable. So the nice thing is, is that there's, there's a multitude of cancers. It can be a little confusing of, of when to get your screenings and, and how. We have a wonderful resource available on our website. So it's cancer.org slash get hyphened screened and you can get all of the information there based on what your gender is, what your age is, what the recommended screenings are and we always say talk with your doctor as well. It really depends on your own personal health history um, based on your age, based on your family history, when those screenings should start for you. But that's a great way to be your own advocate, right? Absolutely. I mean, you know, obviously the medical teams are always so good, but this is a way for you to also have a little bit of a sense of control on that and ask the questions, right? 100%. We always say just make sure you're talking to your doctor, bring things up to your doctor. If something's different, that's the person that you want to go to and you want to make sure that you're getting those things addressed. Yeah. Uh, so those, I'm still reeling a little bit over those statistics. I know. They're a little bit, they're a little bit uh, alarming, a little right? Frightening. But 
let's say that we get a cancer diagnosis. Sure. Uh, how, how do we connect with the American Cancer Society? What can we expect? What kinds of, and you talked a little bit about some of the programs, but mm -hmm. say a little more. Absolutely. So we have what I think is the most wonderful resource is that we have a cancer information center. So it is available via phone or our website via live chat. 24-7, 365 days of the year that you can call or you can live chat and be connected with a cancer information specialist who is trained to answer questions about these different cancer types, about different prognoses, about resources in your area. They can look up via zip code. They can connect you to different things. And it's the most wonderful thing in the world to me. Um, my aunt is a breast cancer survivor, two-time breast cancer survivor. Mm -hmm. She lives out in Ohio. So when she got diagnosed the first time, I didn't know what to do and I didn't want to bombard her and my uncle with questions, I was able to go on cancer.org and get my questions answered um, just to understand a little bit of what is DCIS with breast cancer? What, what should I expect? How can I support my aunt? Now that's such an interesting thing because as I was asking you the question, I was thinking in my mind, I've been diagnosed, but your story just talks about mm -hmm. somebody you love has been diagnosed. So it isn't just for people who are in the situation. I mean, Correct. that's a great way because you might have a lot of questions and you don't want to scare the person, right? And so this right. is a resource for you to get more information. Yep, and it, it does not have to be the patient or the direct caregiver even who's calling to get this information. Okay. It can be just anybody who has that need to get a little more information. I am a data person, I'm an anxious person, so when I heard this diagnosis, I wanted to know the information but not burden my family. Oh, I love that. That's a great a great resource. Mm -hmm. So now, obviously, you do a lot of events uh, yes. because obviously $3 billion, you got to fund that research. So mm -hmm. talk a little bit about some of the events that you have in the community and, and kind of a little bit about them and what they actually do. Absolutely. So our signature community fundraising event is our Relay for Life event. Um, it's when teams of families and coworkers and just community members come together and raise money for the American Cancer Society, and it goes to fund research and programs and services for all types of cancer, which is what we're so proud of. In this area, a lot of those have already happened. They usually happen in the beginning of summer when we know we can get the most people there. But we have a ton of other um, events and ways to get involved throughout the summer. And then the next big time for us is October. Uh, that is the time that we do our one event that is specific to one type of cancer. So we have a Making Strides Against Breast Cancer Walk that we hold, uh, the West Suburban one is held at Cantini Park on October 1st. Absolutely beautiful event, um, wonderful to see the sea of pink and people will come together to honor the survivors in their lives, the thrivers in their lives and raise money to really fight breast cancer. So there's a lot of information on our website of all the different um, events and ways that people can get involved and there's, there's tons of opportunities, whether you're a golfer or a runner, or you just wanna donate you know, birthday fundraising to the American Cancer Society, there's ways to get involved. Well, and I think just, just to add a little bit onto that, so you know, we're, we're kind of, I think, program, we know you have events, like, because you do such an amazing job of publicizing sure. them. And I think most of us have had somebody who's been a part of those. But if they didn't want to be part of an event, is there still an opportunity for them, Julie, to get involved with you? Absolutely. So first of all, we are a volunteer-run organization, so we are happy to take volunteers in any way, shape, or form. Again, this is all, all can be found on our website of the different volunteer opportunities. But even if somebody wants to make a difference, um, we currently have 
a volleyball fundraiser happening. We have somebody who's putting on their own 5K. We have people who are, like I said, donating you know, for birthday. For their birthday, they're collecting money. So there's all different types of ways that people can support the American Cancer Society through fundraising. Every little bit helps, and it can all be found, and the resources can be found on our website. Wonderful. Well, listen, thank you so much for coming and sharing so much good information. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And if you want more information about the American Cancer Society, please go and visit their website. I'd like to thank all of my guests for joining us on Spotlight and our friends at UC Bank for their generous sponsorship of today's show. To learn more about the organizations featured on today's episode, please go and visit our website at nctv17.org. And to stay informed about what's happening in our community, sign up to receive our daily news update and follow us on social media. For Spotlight, I'm Jane Wynette. Thank you for watching. Today's Spotlight is brought to you in part by presenting sponsor, Busey Bank. Busey, your dream, our promise.